please note that this episode contains depictions of particular cybercrimes and drug use that some listeners might find disturbing. Thank you. Hello and welcome to the Bid Picture Podcast. My name is Bidemi Logunde. This podcast presents interesting cybersecurity topics, news and events, and how they affect us and influence our decisions, thoughts, opinions, and lifestyle choices on a daily basis, as well as how they all fit into the bigger picture of online cybersecurity in this digital age. Today on the show, I'll be presenting an incident of how conspiracy theories motivate people to commit not just physical crimes, but also cyber crimes as well. I'll be presenting the case of Austin Steinbart, an IT consultant in Arizona in the United States, and the incident that led to his sentencing on Monday, April 5, 2021. Thanks for joining us. Let's get to it. On Monday, April 5, 2021, 30-year-old Austin Ryan Steinbart of Chandler, Arizona in the United States was sentenced by the United States District Judge Stephen P. Logan to a sentence of time served. So what that meant is at the time of sentencing, Steinbart had served 225 days in prison. So the, the sentence was basically saying... The, the, the judge wasn't sentencing him to additional time in prison. Steinberg previously pleaded guilty to interstate communications with intent to extort, which is a Class E felony here in the United States. So what is, who is Austin Steinberg? What did he do to deserve this um, sentencing? What was the charge? What led to the charge? of the interstate communications with intent to extort. So a little background on this individual, Austin Ryan Steinberg, also known in conspiracy theory circles as Baby Q and Q Plus, is an IT professional who lives in Chandler, a suburb of Phoenix, Arizona. He was born in January of 1991. When Steinberg was 17 years old, he claimed to have been sent to Cuba as an undercover intelligence operator on a Christian mission trip where he met a Cuban IT worker who would later go on to work closely with the Cuban president, which would allow him, him Steinberg, to end the diplomatic disagreement with Cuba after former President Trump wins re-election in 2020 of course, we know um, the former president didn't win re-election. And all of this, basically, I'm um, giving the background into the state of mind of this um, Austin Steinberg individual. And again, sometime in 2008, Steinberg applied to the Air Force Academy with the dream of becoming a fighter pilot. But it was rejected due to gluten, gluten allergies. The same allergies would later be cited as his excuse for smoking marijuana while on pre-trial release awaiting federal trial for interstate extortion. So I'll be providing more details about this um, part of the, 
the case later on in the episode. In 2009, Steinberg enrolled at Arizona State University to study finance, but he dropped out after two years and decided to shift his focus to information technology. In 2011, after he dropped out of Arizona State University, he launched a point-of-sale IT systems business with his wife, which he rebranded to Steinberg Merchant Solutions, LLC, in 2014. Steinberg's IT company was hired to do some work at the Iron Mountain Data Center in Phoenix, Arizona. While he was there, he bragged that he was able to infiltrate their advanced military-grade security system and had complete and total access to digital and physical data for intelligence purposes. According to him, he was also able to successfully infiltrate large hotel chains in the U.S., such as Marriott, Hilton, Embassy Suites, Hamilton Inn, and La Quinta, by using spy sniffer gadgets, known as Raspberry Pis, to build the data backbone of a vicious child trafficking operation in the U.S., and also to monitor the activities of online pornography, human trafficking, and sexual exploitation marketplaces, such as the infamous Backpage.com, whose owners are now behind bars. So to provide some clarity, the operation to shut down Backpage and seize its website in April 2018 was part of an enforcement action by the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, the United States Postal Inspection Service, and the Internal Revenue Service Criminal Investigation Division, with analytical assistance from the Joint Regional Intelligence Center, the JRIC. Now, the JRIC is an agency that was set up as a cooperative effort between the United States federal, state, and local law enforcement, as well as public safety agencies to coordinate terrorism-related threat intelligence for the greater Los Angeles region. Other agencies that supported that enforcement action against Backpage include the United States Department of Justice's Child Exploitation and Obscenity Section, the United States Office for the Central District of California, the United States Attorney's Office for the Central District of California, the Office of the California Attorney General, the Office of the Texas Attorney General, as well as the United States Attorney's Office for the District of Arizona. There is no evidence whatsoever that Austin Steinberg worked at any of these federal agencies or was part of any federal enforcement actions carried out by these agencies. Later on in 2016, Steinberg initiated Operation Born Back which basically amounted to hiring a bunch of trolls to talk smack about Hillary Clinton on far-right forums and message boards so that she would lose the presidential election against Donald Trump. In 2020, Steinberg announced that he was Q, the anonymous internet figure whose clues have convinced a portion of former President Trump's base that Trump was engaged in a shadowy war 
against pedophile cannibals in the Democratic Party in the United States. More accurately, Steinberg claimed that Q was himself living decades in the future, and he was therefore posting back in time via quantum computing and a neural link receptor located in his brain. His announcement that Q was a future version of himself caused over 95% of QAnon followers to write him off as crazy, delusional, lunatic, but about 5% still embraced him as the true savior of America. At one point, he had about a dozen acolytes who were living with him in a house in Scottsdale, Arizona, another suburb of Phoenix, Arizona, and those acolytes devoted their entire lives to promoting him as the face of QAnon. By early 2020, about last year, Steinberg had already built an online following for his writings and videos about QAnon and various conspiracy topics before announcing that he himself, well, technically his future self, is Q. During this period, he began displaying increasingly erratic behavior and claiming to have conducted hundreds of illegal activities, but that due to his status as an off-books agent for the Defense Intelligence Agency, he was immune to arrest. Interestingly, shortly after he made those claims, he was arrested by the FBI. So what led to, what led to Steinberg's arrest by the FBI? In March of 2020, about this time last year, Steinberg posted video footage that he had taken at a Los Angeles mental health clinic on YouTube. While getting a brain scan at that clinic at his parents' request, he gained access to a computer and started filming the screen of what was on the computer as he went through other patients' health records. Some of the files he accessed illegally Include, included a file marked NFL, that's the National Football League, which contained entries about dozens of former professional American football players. He filmed himself going through doctor's notes and a brain scan for football commentator and former Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Terry Bradshaw before posting the video on YouTube. While filming, he boasted that he won't get into trouble for hacking into famous people's medical records because he was the mysterious Q, and then described another player's brain as full of holes based on that player's brain scan images. After clinic staff asked Steinberg and his parents to take the video down, he allegedly threatened them with nuclear Armageddon if they ever contacted his parents again. The clinic confirmed to the FBI that the patient records were genuine according to a court affidavit. Court documents did not name the clinic, but Steinberg claimed in his video that he was at a branch of Amen Clinics, a chain of medical offices that performs brain imaging, especially for former athletes, um, famous people living in the Los Angeles area, actors, actresses, musicians, and so on. The founder of Amen Clinics, Daniel Gregory Amen, has frequently commented on brain injuries suffered by NFL players, 
but his company did not respond to requests for comments. Steinbart's video was removed from YouTube on Tuesday, April 7, 2020, and was replaced by a notice saying the video is, was deleted due to a privacy claim. When FBI agents went to Steinbart's house in Chandler, Arizona on Thursday, March 19, 2020, he answered the door carrying a Desert Eagle handgun. And the reason he gave for that was because he has had to deal with a lot of psychos. So let me, let me just backtrack here for a second. Federal agents went to Steinbart's house based on complaints, reports they received from the medical clinic he went to in Los Angeles. And when he answered the door, he had a gun in his hand, a Desert Eagle handgun. And in the United States, we all know the tension between the police trying to do their job and having to witness resistance from the, the suspects they are encountering. And of course, on, on some occasions, there has been instances where they thought they saw a gun in someone's hand and that led to a certain kind of reaction from the police officers. But in this case, FBI agents went to Steinberg's house and he answered the door with a gun in his hand. Uh, okay, so moving on. He admitted to, Steinberg admitted to accessing the patient's records by bragging that it wasn't hard to do. He then went on to claim that he posted the video of the private medical records on YouTube just to show people that he wouldn't get into trouble because he was a spy. Two days later, after the FBI visited him at his home, on Saturday, March 21, 2020, after the visit from the FBI, Steinberg kept up his outlandish behaviors online by posting a YouTube video urging his followers in the Q Army to harass employees of Dato, a Connecticut-based tech company that are taking down some of his files due to copyright infringement. For two days, after instructing his followers to harass Dato, their customer care lines became flooded with bogus support requests from Steinbart's fans. In an effort to save its overwhelmed systems, the company spent almost $11,000 on new customer care lines. Some of Steinbart's devotees would take up up to 10 minutes of a customer service representative's time, posing as a legitimate customer before demanding that the company restore Steinbart's files. On his part, Steinbart kept up the pr pressure on Dato by sending the CEO threatening messages on Twitter. According to the FBI, in one direct message to Dato CEO, Steinbert stated that he was running a military intelligence operation for the Defense Intelligence Agency called Operation QAnon, and that there was a very good chance that he would send some psychos to visit the CEO in person. Following this series of harassments on Dato and Dato employees and Dato CEO, Steinbert was arrested on Tuesday, March 31, 2020, on an interstate extortion charge related to his and his followers' actions against Dato. 
It was placed on pretrial release on Friday, April 3rd, 2020, pending further hearings on the interstate extortion case. It was at that point that Steinberg decided to take in about a dozen of his diehard followers into his house to produce a series of YouTube videos about how great he is. While that might seem like it would violate some sort of court rules, the federal judge handling Steinberg's case didn't seem to mind it. Again, in the United States of 2021, judges apparently seem to handle cases differently depending on the context of the case, the individuals involved. It's not my job to assess the reasoning behind certain judges' decisions. Following his initial arrest on Tuesday, March 31st, 2020, his rival QAnon promoters celebrated because his central argument that he could never be arrested was now conclusively proven false. A few days before his arrest, Steinberg had bragged on Twitter that the fact that he hadn't been arrested 100 times over for several of his illegal actions, including threatening to kill the Queen of Denmark, was proof that former President Trump had given him immunity from prosecution and was also proof that he was actually truly a spy for the Defense Intelligence Agency and it was actually the mysterious cue that everyone was um, curious to know who Q was and so on and so forth. To make matters more interesting, Steinberg had been hired by a pro QAnon film crew making a, doc- making a documentary about him. While the judge had initially placed him on house arrest and banned him from using the internet or having computers and smart devices in his possessions, he decided that his best move would be to use an old model flip phone to call into YouTube conspiracy shows as a guest star, including Veterans Today, a noted pro-Kremlin, anti-Semitic, conspiracy theory, and fake news website that is actually suspected to be a foreign disinformation operation. Unfortunately for Steinberg, he did not abide by other pretrial release rules, which included restrictions on smoking marijuana. He claimed to have smoked pot approximately a dozen times in late August 2020. And around the same time, some of his discontented lieutenants that were living with him with pseudonyms like Miss Cuniverse began realizing that he probably wasn't receiving instructions from his future self after all. Several of his fans defected from the house where they were living with him, and at least one of them wrote letters to the FBI and other law enforcement officials alleging that drug use was taking place at his home. However, Steinberg was not just in trouble for the illegal drug use. According to court records, he was allegedly in possession of a wheezinator. So what's a wheezinator? It's a plastic penis-shaped tube device meant to be used to smuggle clean urine during a drug test. The wheezinator became infamous in 2005 after a Minnesota Vikings player was caught using it. 
Steinbart was rearrested on Tuesday, September 1, 2020. And during a court hearing the following week on Tuesday, September 8, 2020, Steinberg admitted to smoking marijuana but sidestepped the wizenator issue. His pretrial release was therefore revoked and he was remanded in jail pending his trial. So from September of 2020 up until very recently when he was sentenced, Steinberg had been in jail all this time. So that's what accounted for his 225 days spent in jail and that's what led to the judge sentencing him for only time served in jail. In court documents, prosecutors and the FBI described Steinberg as a young man with unaddressed behavioral or mental health issues who was willing to commit crimes to build his profile in the online conspiracy theory world. There have been, to wrap up, there have been several other instances where QAnon believers have been charged with physical crimes. In 2019, two individuals were charged with the murder of the head of the Gambino crime family based on their beliefs in conspiracy theories. Last year, 2020, two women were charged with child kidnapping plots, again, based on their belief that the government took away custody of their kids for ulterior motives. In 2018, there was a terrorist incident near the Hoover Dam which was also motivated by beliefs rooted in conspiracy theories. In conclusion, Steinberg's case adds to a growing list of conspiracy theories, theorists who are increasingly committing crimes against individuals and organizations, both physically and online. Back in episode 12, I talked about how a high school student bullied his Asian classmates on a social media group chat based on anti-Asian narratives he had been exposed to on Twitter that were promoted by former President Trump regarding the origins of the coronavirus. So that's, that's all I have for today's episode. The episode is produced, edited, and audio engineered by yours truly, Logunde. Please join me again next, next time as I continue with a deep dive on cybersecurity topics, news, and events, and how they can be applied to our daily lives for robust cyber threat intelligence and awareness. Make sure you subscribe to The Beat Picture on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Please share the show with everyone you think might benefit from it, and for questions, comments, or any suggestions, on what topics you would like to hear about on future episodes, please send an email to bidemi at thebidpicture.com. That's B-I-D-E-M-I at thebidpicture.com. And please remember to leave a review for the podcast if your podcast platform allows you to do so. That would really help in popularizing the podcast and make it show up on recommended lists and so on and so on. Thank you for your time. God bless and talk to you next time.